This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to The Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I am one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I am uh, getting in a jolly mood for the holidays. Oh, that's nice. And I have a complaint. Okay. Uh, That's not holiday related, but hopefully the holidays can help solve this problem. Okay. I'm getting holes in so many of my socks and I don't know why. (laughs) Tim, is this just like a really roundabout attempt to ask people to get you socks for Christmas? No, I don't need to ask. I I think you could just ask. Yeah, Yeah. I have (laughs) in-laws, I have parents. Mm -hmm. They're always like, you know what Tim needs? Socks. And I'm always like, you guys don't know me at all. But guess what? (laughs) It's it's caught up with me. Yeah. I now am in desperate need of socks. And I don't know why. Yeah, you know what? I bought uh, undershirts recently. And I was thinking about it. It's like, I, I can't remember the last time I bought undershirts yeah. because it's one of those things you like get for Christmas. And you're like, oh, mom. And they're like, you, oh, 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 thanks a lot, undershirts. Yeah. I got undershirts, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted the new Nintendo. <laughs> Tom, what do you buy in undershirts the freaking uh, the beginning of December? Because uh, I. A little bit of patience, my I friend. I know. They, well, they, you're going to. 2024, Tom, you're going to be lousy with undershirts. I know. Right? Well. You know, uh, it, it had been a while. You know what? I gotten this is what I I've become better at in my old age. It, half the equation, uh, throwing out socks, underwear, and undershirts when they're no good anymore. Okay, like I do not hang on to that stuff anymore. However, I do not like keep any kind of track of when. I've I've reached the danger zone. I've gone too far and thrown out, which yeah. makes sense because. You know, I'm not buying when I'm getting underwear or socks or, or undershirts. You're not doing a. It's oh. it's coming in a pack. Yeah. So you know, Ooh, six six yeah. or eight of them are gonna wear out around the same time. Yeah, unless unknowingly you're uh, you're leaning on uh, a certain undershirt more than others. I'd be interested to know <laughs> that. It, you buy a pack of five undershirts, Tom. Uh-huh. In the life a year later. Yeah. I'd like to know how many times I've worn each shirt. I you don't think it would be the same amount of times? I think like over a thousand years, yeah. <laughs> over a thousand years. Right? Yeah, like a long enough timeline. Yeah, sure it's all mm-hmm. gonna even out. But I bet it's a little chaotic so in that first. So like, you're doing laundry before you're out of undershirts. Yes. Okay. See, I guess I usually am, but but lately I hadn't been, which was why I had to. Buy My wife more is undershirts. far more diligent about uh, laundry being done than I am. So your wife does your laundry for you, is what you're saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> My wife is far more diligent. Well, because look, I'm not opposed to doing my laundry. It sounds like you are. No, not at all. It's just that, like. Traditionally, if I'm doing my own oh, laundry, oh, <laughs> traditionally <laughs> the woman does it. No, if I'm, I've done there, I've many times done my own laundry. There've been years, uh-huh. um, but like traditionally, like I'll play it fast and loose, and I'll be like, if I am wearing a shirt, like a button-up shirt that yeah. uh, has an undershirt under it. I'm not um, washing that every time I wear it. The undershirt or no, the over? No, the overshirt. Oh yeah, yeah, same here. But guess what? What my wife is like. You gotta wash it every time. So I'm like, if you're gonna insist on this and be like, 
hey, like, and then be like, oh, you smell. And mm-hmm. like, it's I don't <laughs> smell. You just know that I wore this shirt yeah. a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, but if you're going to complain about it, then like, sure, d- 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 fine, wash it. I'm very, I'm very appreciative that she does that. I do other things. <laughs> but sure. I mow the lawn. <laughs> Tim, you live in an apartment. You don't have a lawn. Um, okay. I, I will wear over shirts uh sometimes two maybe even three times wow well that's gross <clears throat> but you're never, canceled but huh? i never you wear are... an undershirt more than uh once oh no god yeah. no i sometimes halfway through the day i'm like all right we gotta switch out wow. this undershirt you sweat right through it no i just feel like uh what, what uh, do you the scabs <laughs> okay yeah uh what do you think about this the the because I was having trouble when I was buying undershirts. The undershirts now that are long, no, oh, but they're you like tuck the them. stay tucked undershirts. Yes, I like it. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. I had one of those once. I think it was when when we were actually doing shows in London last year, uh-huh. <clears throat> and or or maybe because like I went to uh, other places in Europe after that, and I did. Yeah, it happened in Paris. I did laundry in the sink and then let that shirt dry, but it was like very wet. So that long shirt got like real long. Oh, that's very cool. <laughs> Where you're just like, let's see how long we can make this shirt. <laughs> no, Tim, it was completely, it was, you know, uh, like some of the best discoveries, completely accidental. Yeah. Uh, We're like, hey, let's see how long we can make this. And maybe I don't even have to wear pants tomorrow. I wouldn't have had to wear pants, honestly, if if uh, if I, because it, it came almost to my dreams. Yeah. I mean, I guess at that point it's a dress. It looked like a dress when I wore <laughs> it. I would wear pants with it, but, but I, I could have gotten away with it. The other thing about these uh, stay tucked. It also right? made, uh, it gave me like a plunging neckline too. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I'm describing a very, honestly, Tim, I could have thrown a belt on this thing and it would have, I, I could have gone to the Met Gala. Tom, I mean, depending on the theme, yeah, I'm sure you could have. <laughs> the theme was undershirts. <laughs> Old undershirts. <laughs> Old undershirts on uh, like schlubby guys who aren't famous. Yeah. That's the theme next year. <laughs> Worn out undershirts. Um, yeah. Look, I think those extra long undershirts are mm-hmm. also like for guys like you and I. Look, we're not in the best shape. Yeah. Uh, but like, I also think they're built for like. Some like real beer bellies that like wear oh, not I can super. See that. Uh, so it's like, yeah, stay tucked because like it's like you know normal undershirts. Belly's gonna take yeah. it two two feet out of the way. Yeah, exactly. So at like at some point, I think like on uh, you know you know uh, guys without a big basketball style beer belly, uh-huh. um, it might be a little too long. Like yeah, I think we well. can admit that. Yeah, well, like I said, Tim, it looked like a dress. I don't like those undershirts. Yeah, well, I don't, don't buy them. I don't tuck in. No, and I didn't. I think these were gift undershirts, and I th- I think I'm rid of them. I think uh, I think yeah. they all got to just being too long. And uh, Tim, this is how long they were. This is what would happen frequently. I would go to use the bathroom. Uh, oh uh, no, you poop on it. No, I would just unzip my fly, and there's undershirt. 
blocking blocking uh, what I like need to the do. The exit of the fly. Yeah. Wow. Where I go to reach in, I'm like, what the hell is this? There's no uh, no fly here for my underwear. I, mm. oh, this is a goddamn undershirt. Unbelievable. Wow, Tom, that sounds unbelievable. Like, did you freak out and be like, "Oh no, my <laughs> manhood has turned into fabric"? <laughs> Dude, that was that was my first. Uh, I might be turning into like a uh, plushy, yeah, uh, velveteen or, or, rabbit. Or, or this something. might be some kind of reverse Pinocchio situation. Yeah. Which, oh, but you know, I've been oh, terrified of is, happening yeah. for years. <sighs> the, the turning from a real boy into a puppet. Tim, let me. Since you asked me a question, I, I'd like to ask you a question. I, I almost like text you in the middle of the night the other night because I was thinking about this. Yeah, feel free, Tom. <laughs> okay. By the way, don't feel uh, like you can't text me. No, anytime. that was like I'm gonna save it for the podcast. I'm gonna ask now so I don't forget about it. See, you, I don't know if you remember, but like years ago, uh, or maybe last week, <laughs> who knows? I had asked you. I was like, Tim. What would you say if I came to you and I was like, Tim, I'm being 100% serious, like I'm from the future. Uh, I'm stuck in a time loop, something like that. And and I asked if you would believe me or not. And right. you said you would. Uh, I did? Uh, yeah. When or was maybe it? it was, I said, like, if I told you I saw like a UFO really up close. Okay. So one of these things I asked you. Okay. I have a hypothetical situation for you. So you know about the man- I'd like to amend my answer or maybe <laughs> clarify. Okay. I think I would believe that you believed that. Okay. But I wouldn't necessarily rule out You wouldn't severe think I was illness. lying or, right, or trying. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, let me ask you this. So you know about like the Mandela effect? Yeah, I know about the Mandela effect. You know, and uh, uh, people always say like, oh, th- things used to be this way and now they're this way. Yeah. And like most of the time it's, I mean. It's like you misremembered something and you just can't admit that you were yeah, wrong. The, the yeah. fact that it's called the Mandela effect is because when, when Mandela died, uh, a lot of people said, I guess Warren Nelson Mandela died in the 90s when he was in jail. I remember... And nobody who said this was like, and I run the Nelson Mandela Institute. <laughs> like it's it's people right. that vaguely remember yeah. these things. <clears throat> but let me ask you this, Tim. If you woke up tomorrow and it turned out that uh, everybody told you uh, that Chris Rock had never been slapped by Will Smith during the Oscars, what would you do? I... Honestly, Tom, uh-huh. I'm glad we're talking about the slap again. Also, <laughs> t- you know, two and a half years later, this right. is what the world needs. I, if everybody was saying it, including yeah, yeah. you, yeah, including me, that I was like, I have no, I was like, yeah, I'd remember that. That sounds crazy. Yeah, that and, was and so. There was nothing online about it. That was so weird. <clears throat> I would be like. Yep, that was like uh, that was a hallucination or a oh, dream really? or something. Just... I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, no, that this you is, wouldn't be so this sure. This is why I was so fascinated by the slap <laughs> because it was so like that, uh, like everything down to like the sound that the slap made sounded yeah. like a freaking cartoon sound effect, right? Right, whereas like when you were watching it, you were like, well, everybody oh, thought it was a, a skit. Yeah, and then I was like, they actually pulled off like the sound work yeah, at a live yeah. event like really well, like mm-hmm. the sound effects. Yeah, usually it's like delayed the, the Yeah. 
and like uh it was just so bizarre like that <laughs> that was the thing that was so fascinating to me where it's like this felt like uh a weird dream that you had uh-huh. like something like that yeah, happens yeah. right like but two and a half years later you would you would be you would be okay with like yeah, yeah I, I mean, guess that much to your uh point earlier when you're like i asked you a question a couple of years ago or maybe uh-huh. it was last week like i don't know <laughs> like if you told me the slap happened three weeks ago i'd be like oh yeah maybe i don't know time doesn't mean anything you know what i mean like yeah. it's like yeah i've lived in a post-slap world for an, a couple of years but like if you told <laughs> me tomorrow to, it never happened go back. i would yeah i, I don't <laughs> Now, what if, uh, second hypothetical, what if you woke up tomorrow and everybody else had experienced Chris Rock slapping Will Smith on stage? (sighs) How would you react to, to, like, seeing that clip and hearing everybody talk about it? Wait, would I see the clip? You would see the clip. I'd like to see that. (laughs) So you would see, like, it would still have been a big deal, but you would have been from like another universe where it happened the other way and you you would you think i accidentally popped in the wrong universe or would you think see i don't i can't believe i got this wrong this is what you were going to text me in the middle of the night about (laughs) yeah are you taking back your invitation (laughs) to text you yeah uh yeah uh, we we have to we like, we're in desperate uh, need to like film minutes on this podcast and still I'm like this is how we're doing it. <laughs> this is a question you asked me. Yeah, Tom, I don't think like you where it's like I entertain the the, the fact the the possibility the idea of like maybe what? I popped into the wrong universe. Like, right. I think I would kind of be like uh, I must have been wrong, or also like maybe I should go see well, like was, maybe i'm having some sort of psychotic break that was my other question like at like at what point would you think oh there there's something wrong with my well this brain. is the mandela effect adamant. thing right where it's yeah. like i i think i would be like this is uh my own like uh i'm i'm fallible mm-hmm. right and yeah. like i think a lot of the mandela effect folks are just like nope yeah. My memory, I'm the smartest man who ever lived. Uh, right. Of course, I my memory is perfect. But you're a proud sheep who will just believe whatever you're told. If everybody, if every, if every piece of evidence in reality is uh, telling me I'm wrong, in the case of the slap, in the case of uh, Chris Rock slapping Will Smith, uh-huh. I think I would seek medical attention that like, oh, is somehow there something I got this like, r- like my brain, switched. like, yeah. let's take some x-rays. Right. Or like a CAT scan. Or yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, but like, <laughs> I don't think Do it's think- a sheep. T- it, 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 I'm, I'm sheeple mm-hmm. um, because uh, I take a look at all of the verified evidence and it doesn't agree with what I thought. What if... This were the case, but I told you, no, I remember it that way too, Tim. Well, Tom, it's Tim and Tom against the world. <laughs> against the new world that we're in, then which is you not would ours. Be, you would be able to convince me that, like, okay. <laughs> now, we got to fight our way out of this would dimension Would I then or whatever. be able to convince you to help me make a machine to get us back to <laughs> yeah. our, our home universe? I where... think at that point, like, <laughs> I would defer to you if you're like, oh, we got to, like... 
I don't know, like, go kill these specific people. I'd be like, well, that's, that's what we got to wow, do. <laughs> yeah, I guess what I'm saying is I'm, I could be very easily manipulated. <laughs> that's what it seems like. You're like, I mean, I guess I just accept it unless you told me we had to kill people to make it right. I would do in, it. No in which case, that. then I'd do that. One thing that I wanted to say, Tom, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I get a hole in my sock, it sucks because like I'm very diligent about uh, like you are now, like yeah, chucking not it. chucking it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it just uh, hurt to be like, well, I gotta throw out the sock that doesn't have a hole in it too. Usually, because I'm not buying packs of identical socks. You oh, know? Like, really? All of my socks. You buy them one at a time. <laughs> no, no, I buy them two at a time. Uh, but like, uh, I don't have like uh, five pairs of socks that are the same oh, okay. that I can interchange. Well, that's why you should get five pairs of socks, Tim. You only then you only have to throw out one. Yeah. Should we talk about Christmas songs? Yeah, let's talk about Christmas songs, Tim. It is the holiday season after You're going to try to get me to kill people again? You are the one who... who I just talked about making a machine. <laughs> and you jumped to like, yeah, if we have to kill people, then fine. <laughs> what would we need for the machine? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It would, it would probably hurt us. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like some kind of we'd have to like recreate the large hard-on collider yeah uh, in in i don't know a parking lot or something yeah that's the kind i of just don't know I'm how imagining. i could be helpful in that process <laughs> but killing people well that like at least that's like but I don't you know. tell me the scientist We're or politician i need to kill <laughs> Yeah. Do you think that, and this is probably a, a road that we don't get, do you think there's anybody listening to the show that we could activate? <laughs> Through what? Through like a series of code words? Yeah. I don't I don't think code word activation is a real thing. I think that's just a movie thing. Okay. It'd be awesome. I mean, it wouldn't be awesome. I guess it would be terrifying if yeah. somebody could just recite a bunch of seemingly random words and turn you into... Uh, Sirhan, Sirhan, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Christmas songs. <laughs> happy holidays, Tom. Hey, happy holidays. Uh, Christmas songs. Tom, mm-hmm. just real quick. Yeah. Are you into Christmas music? You know what? I was thinking, I feel like this year I'm not. Oh, really? Yeah. Whew. Beginning week before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Tom, mm-hmm. my home has just been Christmas music, like... Uh, we play. I play music at all times, mm-hmm. and it's all Christmas playlists. Even when you guys are asleep. Yeah. Wow. We don't sleep. We just stay up. I, <laughs> just I, I keep my wife and uh, and the toddler son up uh, to listen to you know everything. Well, to listen I to, mean, uh, all I want for Christmas is you. Is it, are you afraid if you fall asleep, you'll wake up in the wrong universe? <laughs> <laughs> I am now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just watch uh, the slap on a loop so I know that <laughs> that, <laughs> that is I'm grounded in the correct reality. That's the other thing. Like sometimes people in these uh, uh, like Mandela effect, they'll produce things that they refer to as artifacts that like didn't change. Right. So they'll show they'll have like a tape that is like, look, it says Baron Stain Bears. Or Berenstein Bears. I yeah. forget which ones. Or like, look, I found an old t-shirt, Fruit of the Loom t-shirt, yeah. and it's got the cornucopia. Yeah. The cornucopia thing's nuts. Yeah. Because everybody remembers that. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's also like a small enough detail that it's like, I mean, I guess I never really paid that much attention to it. So there's no cornucopia. <clears throat> and there's never been. Has there been any kind of like in a commercial or something? Nope. Nothing Are like we sure that. about that? Yes. Like Fruit of the Loom no, has, we're gonna has had to kill people. Just tell me, I mean, write in, tell me who I need to go after to make <laughs> right. this right, to, 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 make the, to make the world make sense again. <laughs> to bring the cornucopia back on uh, Fruit of the Loom underwear. <sighs> I guess we brought it all the way around, talking about underwear and socks and undershirts. <laughs> I mean, we've got uh, three quarters of the show left to go, so... <laughs> Uh, Tom, what's the best Christmas song? I don't, uh, um, I've been getting real into late, you know what Christmas music I've liked lately is, uh, like. Josh Groban? No, like classical music. (laughs) Nutcracker? Do you walk around going, (laughs) No, like, I like, uh, 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 I don't know. I don't know the names of any classical things. I don't know who they are. (laughs) But I like it. I like that. Yeah. I don't like. I think for some reason this year I, I've I've uh, become <sighs> sick of like the like that kind of. I'm dreaming of the one. Yeah, you don't like a crooner. I mean, if any time I'm gonna like him, it's during Christmas time. Yeah. Although you know what, uh, Harry yes. Como. I think it was two days ago, maybe. I was in the supermarket and they were playing the uh, yeah. offensive like, what you just said, but yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know the words, but I like that song. I was like, oh, yeah, this, song, like this song's a banger. That's not a crooner, but it yeah. is a Christmas song, a Hawaiian Christmas song. I think if you asked um, most people on the street, mm-hmm. They'd probably say these days, right? Like, yeah. All I want for Christmas is you. Mm-hmm. Right? Has that like become That's the staple? That from, and like oddly what? last Christmas too, right? Yeah. Like, you so. know what? I I was looking up the top ten Christmas songs. Yeah. I forget the website I got like this from. Probible dot com or something. It's, That's your homepage. So. It probably was something like that. Um, and those are Alyssa's. Excuse me. The the top two. Yeah. All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey and Last Christmas by Wham. Uh, All I Want for Christmas is You, Tom. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Well, Tim, I don't know if I can arrange that. I think uh, I just want your attention, Tom. (laughs) I just want you to assure me that it was Will Smith. that. that, (laughs) I want you to call me on Christmas morning and just be like, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. It happened. That's the way it happened. Yeah, and then you'll throw up in your windows, Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) Boy, what day is it? (laughs) Boy, tell me, who slapped who on the Oscar stage in 2021? Why, it was Will Smith. He slapped Chris Rock, sir. Merry Christmas. Um, uh, all I want for Christmas is you. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that what we were talking about? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Last Christmas. Has uh, That fantastic song, best song, has that reached for you like the saturation point where it's like, for me, I'm just like, I know it's a great song. Mm-hmm. And I know like 
we lived through when it was like a pop hit. Right. When and it then came like out. we were like alternative rock kids who were like, Mariah Carey stinks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like it came around and it's like, you know that song's actually really good, <laughs> right? Like and now it's to the point where it's like uh uh like uh Hey Jude or something where it's like I'm sure it's a good song, but I don't know. But I like, just can't hear it's it like, anymore. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just I I know every single nook and cranny of that song. It's like right. I can't. I, I there's <laughs> well, no need for me to listen to this again. There's nothing I can. I'm dead to. Yeah, I don't even. It. I yeah, I don't notice it when I hear it anymore. Yeah. And I guess that's like kind of a unique thing about a song you hear repeatedly, but not of your own. Uh, volition, not yeah. not of your own doing. Yeah. Um, which is I, like, I don't know. I've been uh, because it's the holidays, like in my car on long drives, uh, more more often, and uh, listen to like sometimes I'll put on you know my music, but then it always feels like now I now I can like skip music, so now I'm like kind of oh what do i want to listen to oh god so a lot of times i'll just put on the radio yeah and uh, have somebody else make that choice for you exactly and uh a lot of times the only like station that i can just re- reliably find is z100 hell yeah and they play the six same songs over and over yeah. um are but, they still playing rhythm as a dancer? They're not playing rhythm as a dancer anymore. <laughs> the last time I was in C100 was 1992. They're playing uh, that Miley Cyrus song where she talks about when she was young. Okay. They're playing uh, uh, Olivia Rodrigo, Vampire. That's a good song, Tom. It is a good song. Tom, mm-hmm. uh, Olivia Rodrigo did a Tiny Desk concert for NPR. Oh, okay. And she did a really good version of Vampire. Um and I watched it twice in a row, and I almost cried the second wow. time. Uh, she was on SNL last weekend. Did you see that? Yeah. And she she just played that on the piano. Yeah. It was uh, pretty good. Seems like a real uh, theater kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, do is this a thing that uh, singers do now? Like. What? uh <clears throat> they have like the the Jodie Foster uh, in uh, Silence of the Lambs accent when they sing. <laughs> Where it's kind of like this. They sing like this. Vampire. No, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Is that what's in vogue for? Oh for the, boy, I don't know, Tim. Gen I mean, maybe, maybe I'm just out of touch, and that yeah. is. Uh, I think the songs are nice, and she seems like a, a nice young lady. But mm-hmm. like, I'm just like, when you talk, you don't. You're not like there's. I don't think she sings like, like that this. either. I, I think she enunciates pretty well while she's singing. Uh, it's it's it's. it's uh, I'll, I don't know. I'll have to listen to it yeah. again with the idea of uh, Jodie Foster's uh, Clarice from Silence of the yeah. Lambs in just, my mind. Yeah, just just I urge you to listen to all music through that yeah. lens. Well, that's like uh, I remember the time you told me that the the guy from Modest Mouse has a lisp. And I had never heard it before. And then once you told me, it was like, oh, how did I not hear yeah. this? Like, holy cow. Yeah, it's it's very prominent. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe now I won't be able to not hear Jodie Foster. Yeah. 
when I uh, which I think it might enhance the experience to be honest uh, yeah if I'm uh, John Hinckley <laughs> Thank you to Aura for sponsoring this very special episode of our show. So special. Jake, you know that the holidays are about connecting with loved ones. Of course. And there's no better way to connect than by using what Wirecutter called the best digital photo frame. Yeah, you can connect with anyone from any distance. This is a great gift. You actually gave this gift to your mother, did you not? Not just my mother, but Jill's parents and Jill's grandmother. So how does it work? You give them a digital picture frame and then before long they plug it in and they're seeing photos that you took? Yeah. You can, you have, I updated. have access to their picture frame. Uh-huh. I can upload any new photo that I take of my daughter. I can just pop it on my mom and dad's frame. And then you can send videos too. That's cute. And can you can you upload like a little silly cheeky message like help I'm trapped in I'm trapped in the photo frame. Um I guess you could do that. That's I don't think anyone would like it. Because it looks like kind of like a weird cry for help. They'd rather just see pictures of loved ones. Yeah, of the and baby. Videos. They don't even want to see me. That's fair actually. Yeah. Okay, so if that's not personal enough you can even upload a video message to play as soon as they plug it in. Like I'm trapped in the photos. Or yeah. whatever. Whatever you want it to say. And this holiday season, Aura is having the best sale of the year. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Mm, that's right. And then use the promo code HEADGUM Ooh. to get $30 off their best selling frames. Perfect. So get your frame before they sell out. The perfect gift mm-hmm. for the perfect family members. Yes. Terms and conditions obviously apply. Always. But again, that's AuraFrames, A-U-R-A frames.com, promo yep. code HEADGUM to get $30 off. Amazing. Thank you, Aura. Thanks. This is your brain. This is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Every 80s and 90s kid remembers this iconic ad. Tim, you remember that ad? Yeah, I did. It depicted a very nerdy looking dad holding an egg beside a frying pan breaking the egg, plopping the egg in a piping hot oil, and then holding the fried egg in front of the camera with a very serious look on his face. Any questions? Yes, many. Schedule 35 is removing the stigma around drugs, particularly magic mushrooms, with precisely measured microdoses of psilocybin that you can enjoy daily, experiencing all the benefits without frying your brain. An emerging movement around psilocybin has proven to help with mental health, PTSD, anxiety, and depression. Studies have shown that psilocybin works by creating new neural networks in your brain, which help boost focus, creativity, mood enhancement, and help fight addiction. Schedule 35 ships all across Canada and the U.S. is the most notable brand currently in the space. All products come with guides that make microdosing easy to understand. All customers will need to be age verified. Once age verified, they receive an invite code. For all our products and to get an invite code, visit www.schedule35.co. Our goal is to destigmatize and re-educate on the science and real-world benefits of psilocybin, as well as making it accessible for everyone. Get 15% off with code GUIDE at schedule35.co. That's 15% off at schedule35.co and use code GUIDE. Tom, but I have I have one thing to say about uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. Okay. Uh, are you aware of the song that they blatantly wrote to uh, replace that song? I think exactly for people like me. That Mariah Carey wrote? Or? No, no. That oh. uh, The Powers That Be. <laughs> I'm not aware of the that. The pop music Svengali's. 
No. Um, you might know it. This is your no gal, uh, Kelly Clarkson, underneath oh. the tree. Uh, you know that song? Uh, no, how's that go? Ba, 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 da, ba, da, ba, ba. It's it's produced exactly like yeah. uh, it sounds just like uh, all I want for Christmas is you, except it's like uh, it's new and fresh. It's got that Kelly Clarkson sound, <laughs> and to me, I'm just like, hey, this is pretty much all I want for Christmas is you, but like it's new to my ear in certain mm-hmm. ways where oh, it's like I'm not like completely numb to it. So I'm it's a new song. Out. It's like uh, or newish. Past few it's years, newest, uh, newish. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> came out in 2013, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I think it came out last year. <laughs> you know, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> look, it I'm, it uh, takes a good ten years for the songs to get there. I mean, I think to know. become uh, a standard, yeah, it probably takes a decade. Yeah. So yeah, I, I it's entered the pantheon. It's very. Funny. It's hard to get into the pantheon too, and I yeah, think that's true. The fact that you haven't heard it, mm-hmm. um, I, I probably have, and I just don't. Yeah, recognize it based um, on your. No, home. it was a fantastic rendition. <laughs> no, it's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, I also think it's funny that you always claim that I'm real into Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> You are. I'm not, but I was literally thinking this morning, like, you know, who I kind of like is Kelly Clarkson. You love Kelly Clarkson. I, yeah, I, you know, Do, Tim, have you ever owned a Kelly Clarkson album? No, oh. no. I mean, I really. Did you liked, cry when she sang a moment like this on uh, American, American Idol? Idol in no, I mean, I remember really liking "Since You've Been Gone." I thought yeah. that was like a really good pop song, um, and I like the the cover she did of uh like uh uh oh, on Kelly Oki on her uh, yeah, on her TV the, show the Radiohead cover she's yeah, done she did uh exit music yeah yeah we we hope that you choke that's uh Kelly Clarkson's uh, message to her audience <laughs> hey she's cool she I mean anytime I've caught a uh, part of her show it always seems like a nice time like a fun time for everybody. Yeah. She seems like a good uh, daytime talk show okay, host. Okay, we're a pro Kelly Clarkson yeah. podcast. Tom, wait until you hear underneath the tree. Okay. You're going to you're going to flip. Maybe I'll go out and buy it. I think you should. Okay. It is on her 2013 <laughs> album Wrapped in Red. Oh, uh, so like a Christmas album. Yeah. Hmm. What? Uh, co-written mm. with uh, Greg Kirsten. Uh, pop. Uh, yeah, well, who, where do I know he's, him? He from? he does a lot. He does like uh, he's Dave Grohl's right hand man now. Oh, and all yeah. the new Foo Fighters stuff. No, never mind. <laughs> Tom mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson and Foo Fighters. Your yeah. two your two guys. Yeah, uh, I'm just praying that they get together and make an album. Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you think is like the the thought process when a artist decides like you know what this is the year i'm gonna make a christmas album um cash grab (laughs) no you know but it has to be thought about ahead of time you can't you know you can't be like oh i should record a christmas album it's not gonna be out that year then friends of the show tom the Mm -hmm. gregory brothers yeah they have a christmas album they have a fantastic christmas and you think that's a cash grab you think it's just a soulless oh yeah of course and they they told me no uh they uh like that is like literally last year yeah i think the only music played in my home it's all you need uh it's it it was like it was a little bit too much um (laughs) but like it's great 
Tom, yeah. it's great. Have you, have you well, listened but, to this thing? Yes. But like, I remember when they were like recording it, and I was mm-hmm. like, guys, it's March. You are <laughs> missing the boat on this. Yeah. You are months too late. And then uh, I remember they pulled me aside, and they were like, listen, asshole, guess what? It takes a little while. Every December is Christmas. Yeah. So like, yeah, you might think we're late. We're we're bigger picture thinkers. We're early. Here. Yeah, we're yeah. Early. We're not doing it for last Christmas. We're doing it for the, the one coming up. Or maybe even the one after that. Yeah. Well, but that, I feel like, is a little bit of a different situation because they had been doing Christmas shows for years. Yeah. So they had... N- not only worked up like a catalog of original songs, they had their their arrangements of uh, classics. So, so I, they I get how they got there, but I'm saying like somebody like Kelly Clarkson. At what point is there like a well? I've I've put out like six albums. Now is because isn't there like a rule about like uh yeah how many albums before you do a uh, greatest hits and then a like a double live album. I mean, actual, like a general like laws, Tom. Not laws, but I feel like there's like a general like oh best yeah. practices. Yeah, like your fifth album, you can put out a greatest hits. I think it's the same thing as uh, uh, like uh, when a celebrity writes a children's book. Uh-huh. It's like, will somebody walk into a store and be like? Oh, uh, there's 10 million children's books here, right. and I need to buy something for my nephew. But this one's written by Dean Kane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or this one's written by Kevin Sorbo, right? And <laughs> uh-huh. like, these are values that I want to instill in my in. Yeah, in, I want my son my to nephew. grow up like Hercules and Superman. But um, I think it's that same calculation of mm-hmm. like, you walk in, and I don't know. I don't know so how do Christmas you... albums go, but where it's like, uh, how record sales go now but i think traditionally it was like right. are you enough of a household name that like somebody will walk in and be like i need to buy some christmas music oh i've heard of this artist yeah. i'll pick this up and it's a good way to move units well then in that case do you think more often than not is it the label coming to the artist and saying like hey you know we we ran some numbers we pulled together some focus groups and people would like to hear a christmas album from probably or it might be the artist being like hey i want to make some money but i'm also wondering that there must be some kind of like internal politics about you know a label doesn't want 10 of their artists putting out cannibalizing each other yeah yeah i mean the label has to agree to put it out right but i'm saying like when they're planning out their year do you think they're ever like now kelly kelly's putting out a christmas album this year of course uh ex tina sorry yeah you gotta wait who's ex tina uh, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> does she have a... Yeah, she probably does, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it came out in 2005. Let's see. Uh, Christine, we need a... Uh, Tom, we should hire a producer. Or yeah. we should hire an intern. Yeah. Or we Aguilera, should just do like ed- edit the podcast better <laughs> so that uh, you're not just uh, Googling things. My Kind of Christmas came mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. You said 2003. That's too early. October 2000. Wow. What? Wow. Blown away. Yeah. She's at the height of her powers. I know. And that's, I mean, that's a good time to do it. And yeah, also, I mean, that like, was like peak CD. Yeah, exactly. And like with, with 
an artist like her, mm-hmm. they didn't know that she she they didn't know if she would have the staying power, right? Like right. it's not like let's wait till she's a legacy act and like has released like eight you know platinum selling yeah. albums, then we'll go in for the cash grab. Well, and also because that was the height of CD sales, is probably. Are you sure she just had an album come out this summer? And they're like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> People love buying CDs. Her debut album came out in 1999. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. So there you go. Christmas album came out in 2000. Wow. So second album, a Christmas. Her album. second album. No, her second studio album was a Spanish language album, Mi Reflejo. And when and that came out also in '99 or no 2000? in 2000. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Uh, really doing doing it all. Recording. Tom, you would like this one album. She has an album called Bionic. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and look cool. at this. You like? Oh the, yeah. Uh, she looks like a half robot, a half yeah. lady, a half Christina Aguilera. Yeah. You think it uh, that album has like a lot of uh, like machine noises and beeps and boops? And I would stuff? think so. Yeah, like, bionic. <laughs> I like yeah, hydraulics and like uh, <laughs> things snapping into place. Yeah, her, her transforming from Christina Aguilera into I don't know. That's, what, pe- or that's what people want to hear. <laughs> Man, now put out a Christmas album of that stuff, and I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> you get some nice bells, and you get some. Is this uh, why you're so into AI, Tom? Because you're like, let me like, uh, th- they'll be able to produce that album just yeah, for me. Yeah, I'll be able to tell them sickos hey. who want the Christmas album yeah, of a well, woman turning you, into I'm, a fucking car. I'm having trouble getting into Christmas music this year, <laughs> so maybe something like that is the kind of thing I need to shake things up. All right, what what do you got? What are your what do you you got a you got a list of songs that you want to Yeah. Well, you know what? I've got some Yeah, I've got a list of songs where I've got some interesting facts about songs. I've and then I've also got like some uh less traditional songs. Wh- wow. Which wh- which would you like to hear? Spin the wheel, Tom. Let me let me tell you. All right, I'll go with some interesting facts. Jingle bells. Uh-huh. The Tom? Uh-huh. Worst Christmas song? Um, that's nah, pretty good. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin. Lady. That's no Tom. That's the illegal version. <laughs> um, Jingle bells originally a Thanksgiving song, the rare Thanksgiving song. Huh. I mean, it makes sense. There's no jingle all the way. Yeah. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse. I mean, it's play. just about hey. a sleigh ride. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, nine eighteen fifty seven. It was written. And it was uh, written for a Thanksgiving program at a church in Savannah, Georgia. You don't hear, uh, and maybe maybe that was it. That like the first and only Thanksgiving banger somebody wrote. It got turned into a Christmas song. So everybody was like, ah, "Why even bother?" Yeah, that's not where the money is. People aren't out buying Thanksgiving albums; they're yeah, buying Christmas it could albums. Could be though. Um, White Christmas is the best-selling the Turkey s- Twist single ever. What is? Uh, White Christmas, Bing White Crosby. Christmas. Um, that stinks. What do you mean that stinks? I said you like crooners. Yeah, look, I like them at Christmas time. I like the uh, the other version of it. Who who does the one in Home Alone that goes? Some dope. Yeah. Um, that's the one. That's I not want. Bing Crosby doing that one too. 
No. I think that's Bing Crosby. Really? Though. I don't. He's like, oh, I'm gonna like join up with a bunch of dopes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, doofuses. <laughs> uh, some deep voiced. Um. Well, speaking of Jingle Bells, Sam, the first song broadcast from space. Huh. I'm not interested in them doing <laughs> stuff. Remember when that one guy was like, hey, uh, I'm going to play Space Oddity in space. Oh, yeah, yeah. The astronaut? Yeah, the the twin. Or it was like, Is he the twin? Yeah, he was yeah. one of the twins. And it's just like, okay. Yeah, like, you're that guy at the party that's like hey i know some chords on the yeah. acoustic guitar and, and it's like oh great it, it costs the government five million dollars to get that guitar <laughs> up there into that space station imagine you uh you know you're like uh from another country at the international space station mm-hmm. i guess what is it it's us in russia is that it no there are other other yeah. they they no other country. Well, I think now China, China has the ability to launch people into space, but but other people hitch rides on the U.S. Okay. And Russia's. So like yeah. they imagine you're going up there. They're Italian astronauts. Okay, you're an Italian guy, and, you go, <laughs> and you're like, it's kind of like uh, going to you know freshman year of college, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, who's who's gonna be like on the ISS with me, right? <laughs> and then this guy, he's like, I brought you an acoustic guitar, lock and a guy comes through with an acoustic. And guitar. you're like, ah, fuck. And he's like, I know four chords, and I I'll sing a David Bowie song. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, and God. guess what? Since we're in fucking space, and where I play this, you're gonna hear it. Yeah. Oh God. Um. How, but do you think he brought replacement strings? Probably not. He probably had to be real careful when he was tuning that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would it would take a while to get some new strings up there. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I forget. The, like, there's there's numbers about like how how much it take how much it costs to put like one pound of anything into space and it's insane so like they really do i think astronauts are given a like you're allowed to bring this many pounds of things right and that's and this guy was like all right no like leave some of my oxygen tanks (laughs) i gotta bring my acoustic guitar you don't have to bring your own oxygen tanks to space what you'd, you'd show up the first day at the ISS uh, don't worry fellas I brought my own oxygen yeah in case you want to take a stroll a spacewalk <laughs> um, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer started as a store promotion I believe that for everything Mon- about Christmas started as a store promotion uh, for Montgomery Ward um, let's see all right the you know what, Tim? These interesting facts I have about these songs aren't that interesting. Yeah. Let's get into BroBible.com. And all the uh, like uh, top Christmas songs. I'll, I'll run through them, see if you got anything else to say about them. Uh, Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. That song doesn't rock. No. But. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. It's it, like half it the swings, speed. swings, maybe. Yeah, it swings, baby. <laughs> uh, but it certainly does not rock. Hey. That song's so money. Doesn't even know it. Uh, White Christmas by Bing Crosby, which yeah. we talked about. Uh, Santa Claus is coming. When I was to a kid, town. I thought his name was Bring Crosby. <laughs> no, I thought it was Bring Cosby. <laughs> See, you put the R in the wrong place. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and you're always uh, 
you're always holding up a sign that says "Bring Cosby Back," right? And you're, you're outside NBC headquarters. You're always trying to bring Cosby's um, uh, records over here and play them. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, this one's very funny. Um, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Okay, so is that Santa how that song Claus always is- was? But like. Or in the original version, was it? Santa Claus is coming to town, right? Yeah, I feel like they, that... the pop music people, got to it and were like, "Now nah, we gotta go." Yeah, let's Ba-dum-pum. jazz it up. Santa Claus, you yeah. know, like, hey, hit them with a zing in there. Yeah, so da 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 da. What is this? Bring Crock, Bring Cosby, <laughs> uh, Silent Night. Ah, <sighs> you know what? When you're a kid, mm-hmm. when you're young, yeah. yeah, you like Silent Night. Because it's different than, you're like, whoa, this one's like a serious one. Yeah, and then and it's beautiful when it goes, uh, sleep in heavenly peace, right? Mm-hmm. And, but then you get a little older, you hear, oh, holy night, and you're like, oh, this is the better quiet yeah. song about the night, because yeah. they're good to... <laughs> Uh, then you go, uh, you know, it's got the really high note. Yeah, yeah. It's really beautiful. Right. So, uh, Silent Night, yeah, cool entry-level song, but, yeah, I think we're all, uh, Uh, past that. But we like our notes a little bit higher. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. Feliciano. Yeah. Uh, that's a good song. Feliz Navidad, dan, 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 dan. Yeah, that means you know what that means. That means uh, Merry Christmas. I want to wish you. It tells you in the next, which is nice because you learn something. Yeah, Uh, I like Feliz Navidad. First, like like what the hell? What station? What Feliz? I don't have they changed formats (laughs) on my favorite. Oh, this is exactly what Dean Kane warned me about. Uh, But yeah, Feliz Navidad's like you know what I I like the. from the bottom of my heart. Da, 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 da. Da. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of bum, 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 bum yeah. in that song. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's what I like in my Christmas songs. That's yeah. why I like in the Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yeah, you like those, you like those, those stings. Those, those, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let It Snow. Yeah. Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. Yeah. Ooh. Here's here's one. Uh, that one's just about winter too, and like how it's nice, delightful by the the fire. And I agree with the sentiment. You know what? I got no beef with Let It Snow. <laughs> well, and and that's another one where there's different versions. Where there's like a you know a, a like a upbeat and then a yeah, the crooners are gonna croon, my friend. <laughs> Take uh, it up with Seth MacFarlane, Tom, if you don't like it. He's he's the head of the crooning society these days. Well, spe- Tom, you know what's fucked up, too, about this? <laughs> what? <laughs> Not about crooners, but, like, <laughs> it's fucked up. Like, it doesn't snow anymore here. No. Like, it didn't snow at all last year? No, like, not at all. Yeah, we And uh, like, remember when we were kids and it'd be like, oh, you know, we're recording this on December 14th. Mm-hmm. Remember like in December, like sometimes there'd be like feet of snow. Yeah. It doesn't happen anymore. Well, and then I remember. I think something's going on. 
<laughs> well, then I remember like my parents telling me about like, oh, when I was a kid, one time it snowed, you know, eight feet. Yeah. <laughs> And we built uh, like a, you know, an entire lodge out of uh, snow. It's great. And you're like, you're exaggerating, but yeah, that's Or nice. like uh, the uh, the bay on Long Island would freeze so much you could drive on it. I would not advise. I mean, that sounds terrifying, yeah. but like, all right. Yeah. Uh, it was the 70s. People didn't know. Or they did, because I don't know. They're a... They were all drunk driving. <laughs> <laughs> We're safe. Uh, well, and then speaking of crooning, Tim, actually, I, yeah, I guess you consider this guy a crooner, Nat King Cole. Oh yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it seems like he's a crooner, but he's not part of like. We're talking about like the Rat Pack when we're talking about crooners. Yeah. I feel like. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're a '90s kid. Mm-hmm. If your uh, main. Uh, crooner if your main impression of nat king cole is the uh unforgettable uh duet with natalie cole yeah that's uh, all whatever uh, natalie cole that would that was by far her biggest hit right yeah because it was basically you know like a uh, her dad song <laughs> yeah. uh but it was i remember that that song was huge that was like a big duet yeah and i feel like that was also like the beginning of like Look at what we were able to do. We were able to bring Nat King Cole back from the dead using computers. And it's like, no, nah, it's just, just you sang know. over the record. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just the old record. Like they didn't even change anything. I don't think. Um, but uh, the Christmas song it's called, which is chestnuts, chestnuts roasting. roasting on an open fire. That's, that's a good, yeah. that's a cozy ass song. You know what? Like, if it's snowing out, yeah, and it's late at night, and you got a whiskey. Mm-hmm. Put yeah. that song on. Yeah, you're gonna get uh you're gonna get all freaking Christmased up. That album Natalie Cole put out. Did she just do that on like all his songs? Like, is there a version of like chestnuts, chestnuts roasting? <laughs> like her just singing uh, the the same I line right remember. after? I can't remember. No. I think that was the only one. Oh, okay. I uh, called with love. I don't know. I mm-hmm. I I'm getting it uh, mixed up with the SNL sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like uh, I think it was uh, the album was called Natalie Cole sings with all of her dad's old dead friends, <laughs> <laughs> and like it was just uh, an excuse to like trot out old uh, impressions. Yeah, yeah. Of, but like, I don't think she did like a duets album the way oh, that okay. like uh, Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett did duets albums. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Let me talk about the little bit less traditional Christmas songs, Tim, and uh, see what you think about them. First one I got here: "Christmas in Hollis" by Run DMC. Yeah, that's uh, very. It, it uh, appeared first on "A Very Special Christmas," Tom. That uh, that benefits uh, album. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel like that's one you don't hear it like in department stores and stuff. It's like you do nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I don't go to department stores. I went to Macy's the other day, and were they playing Christmas in Hollis? Yeah, I feel like it's a big movie, like Christmas movies, and it's like we're gonna cut to like. The next day, 
and we're going to show establishing shots of New York City at Christmas time in the morning. That's when you get the bump, 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 bump. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty good song. It's uh, It makes you wonder, mm-hmm. or it doesn't make you wonder, uh, why there aren't more hip-hop Christmas hits. Yeah. Um, Fairy Tale of New York by The Pogues. The interesting man's favorite <laughs> Christmas song. A Celtic punk song with a bittersweet narrative considered a Christmas classic in the UK and Ireland. I know you hate this song. No, I, I actually... You hate people that like this song. I, no, I really like this song, so I don't... And I, 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 I don't really hate myself, and, and he just died. Yeah, he yeah. did. Shane McGowan. Yeah. Um. No, I think... Look, I mm-hmm. just... I don't like the kind of person who's like, Christmas songs, not really my cup of tea. Then takes a drag from a cigarette. Mm-hmm. But I suppose if I had to choose, <laughs> Fairy Tale of New York is definitely number one in my book. You know, like yeah, those yeah, guys. Yeah. But like that's a that's a fantastic song. It's a lovely song. Uh, it's got it's got a it's got a slur in it, but everybody's uh, you know level headed about it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know it well enough to know. Uh, it's it's uh, it's uh, the f word slur. Okay, uh, but it's like from a uh, uh, character, you know, oh, okay. you know, essentially yeah, like a bad character. Yeah, it's slater. it's it's the same way that it's used in uh, Money for Nothing. Right, where yeah. it's like no, yeah. that d- it doesn't. Reflect. He's not saying it. He's he's talking about yeah. some hillbilly saying. Yeah, it. yeah. Um. Father Christmas by the Kinks. Yeah. That's Father a... Christmas, bring me some money. Right, like, uh, <laughs> very cool. Yeah. The Kinks, like, uh, they were so cool, and then they uh, were less cool, I guess, right? What do you mean? They were so cool in the 60s. Yeah. And I think, like, first half of the 70s. Mm-hmm. And they... Uh, and they weren't as cool after that. <laughs> oh, okay. So you just said the same thing again. <laughs> yeah, I put a little bit more, uh, I put dates to it. Yeah. Uh, non-specific dates, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know the kinks that well, but uh, but yeah, I, I guess that's kind of my read on them too, that they, they had their, their time in the sun and people still love stuff from that era, but yeah. People love the uh, arena rock, like, uh, you know, bombastic kinks too. Not me though. No. I'm I'm a bit of a more discerning uh music right. consumer. Right. You you like uh, a fairy tale of New York. <laughs> um uh 8 Days of Christmas by Destiny's Child. Do you know that one? I don't. Yeah, I don't know that one either. But uh, uh Beyoncé's on that um I would uh, I would assume it's Destiny's Child, yeah. so she would have to be. Uh, don't I sh- like Beyonce. Beyonce's cool. <laughs> wow, hot take, Tim. Yeah. You talk about a lady who doesn't sound like Jodie Foster when she sings. No, she doesn't sound like Jodie Foster no, at all when she sings. She's great, yeah. Uh, don't Shoot Me Santa by The Killers. I don't know that one either. No, people love The Killers. People really do. Yeah. Mm. I don't know anything about them. I know. Everybody's like, oh, you know what the millennium anthem is? It's uh, the millennial anthem is uh, Mr. Brightside. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that song. You've heard it. But but I I agree with you. Like in... this I, I'm sure I've heard it. Mm-hmm. This is this is if you were like put a gun if you put a gun to my head and you're like, sing Mr. Brightside, I'd go, mm-hmm. I'm Mr. Brightside. Yeah, that's Does it. Does that happen at some yeah, point? Yeah. Okay. 
I'm Mr. Brightside. See, I don't know that near, 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 near part. You'd recognize it. I probably put it on here. And then he says, underneath the tree. Coming out of my cage and I'm doing just fine. Gotta, gotta be down because I want it all. Yeah, the killer, interesting band. Like, I get. I get why they're popular, but like, uh, but they're more popular than I understand. I think. Yeah, that's true. And like, I don't fault them. I'm sure they're great. I mean, yeah. a lot of people whose uh, opinions I really respect love mm-hmm. the Killers. Yeah, but they're like slightly younger than me, so it's right. like, but I, I can <clears throat> kind of respect your musical opinions, but I also think like, eh, if you were. Smart. If you were smarter, uh, smart enough to be a little older, <laughs> you wouldn't like them as much. <laughs> well, they're they're a uh, a Las Vegas band. Yeah, the, which the, is weird. The rare Las Vegas yeah. band, and I I feel like that there's like something we're like too old of millennials to like be like ah, nah, cool band can't be from Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, but but hey, they got catchy songs and uh, they they. Uh, uh, seems like people like them. I've never like heard anything bad about them, you know, like uh, like any of them being uh, like real dicks or anything like that. Yeah. Seems like they uh, just kind of play their music. Brandon, Brendan Flowers. Yeah, yeah. I think Brandon Flowers. Yeah, Flowers. It's a girl's last name. <laughs> uh, well, what about this one, Tim? Speaking of girls, Oi to the World by No Doubt. Oh wow! Yeah, was that uh, in their? Uh... Real ska punk face. Well, yeah, a ska punk Christmas song originally by the Vandals. Oh, okay. And covered by No Doubt, I think, on like uh, maybe like a compilation or it was a B-side or something like that. Uh, Must Be Santa by Bob Dylan. Have you heard this, Tom? I yeah, has I mean, go? that came out in like 2010. He didn't write it, but Must Be Santa, Must Be Santa. Yeah, but like, all right. What you're doing uh-huh. is like 80s Dylan. Uh-huh. This is, you know, 2011 Dylan. Okay. Like, no, like, there's too much tonality there. Tom. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. And he made a video for it, and it was much like, look, people got to stop being. Like, people are like, what the heck? He made a Christmas <laughs> album, and this. Uh, it's like, and it's the same thing that, like, 15 years earlier when it's like, what the heck? He's in a Victoria's Secret yeah. commercial. It's like, what the heck? Gonna... He's gone electric? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's going to do stuff. And you... uh, people, hey, he's going to blow gonna... your goddamn mind. Be... Just be cool about it. People are just constantly surprised by Bob Dylan. Yeah. Constantly surprised that, like, I don't know, he just, like, does... Seems to not give a shit and does things for money that people thought he he like he wouldn't do, but they're basing that on who he was now fifty years ago. And he was just like, you know what? When I was fifty years ago, I wasn't like that. Even you guys <laughs> yeah. were wrong about me. <laughs> well, I, I got I got a taste of the good life. Yeah. Bob Dylan's cool. Yes. Hey, here we go. Uh, to my two hot takes: mm-hmm. Beyonce's cool and Bob Dylan Bob Dylan's cool. cool. Um. And the last one I have on my list here is Christmas Unicorn by Sufjan Stevens. Sufjan. Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> All right. Uh, he's, got, he's got a lot of Christmas music. Uh, does he? Yeah. 
I feel like that's um, probably a song I've heard, but I don't. I don't. I don't know you it. probably haven't heard it. Oh, right. He's got like a ton of like. Oh, you probably haven't heard. No, it. No, like it's like the, he he writes a lot of it's original. Not played in places. Yeah, it's not like you know like. Do you know other Sufjan Steven songs? Because they're like uh, been played in like the grocery store. I feel like there's one, but I I couldn't tell you. Yeah, what it is. probably that. Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, exactly. The windy city city. that we love so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Um, I know that one. Tom? Mm Mm-hmm. Here are some maligned songs that are unfairly maligned. Okay. Let me do the plugs, and then you can tell me the maligned songs. fuck you. I get to talk. (laughs) The Waitresses. (laughs) Oh, that was on my list, and I didn't know it, so I skipped it. Christmas rapping. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. And then the, the saxophonist who uh, recently passed away. Yeah, yeah it's a good uh, Christmas saxophone. Uh, Paul McCartney, Wonderful Christmas Time. Well, some people don't like that. They're wrong. The song rules. It entered the pantheon of Christmas music. Yeah. How, you can't do that if the song stinks. Yeah, you can if you're Paul McCartney. Uh, somewhere in my memory, Tom. Mm-hmm. The Home Alone theme song. Somewhere in my The whole Home Alone soundtrack, Tom. In my house, <laughs> once in a while, mm-hmm. I'm just putting on that whole John Williams soundtrack. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, you're talking bit- about when you're like, oh, I like the classical music. What you really mean is you like the Home Alone <laughs> soundtrack, and that's okay. Well, I, I'm trying to, I mean, I guess I'm not super familiar with uh, <clears throat> all of John Williams' music, but that has to be, <clears throat> maybe he's done other Christmas scores, but that that has to be the most famous one, and like- hundred percent. Yeah. And and hearing that. somebody, you know, that did Star Wars and Superman and Jaws, right? Yeah. Like all these super famous soundtracks to like hear him take on a Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't need to like write like that's his best soundtrack. That's his uh, that's his best work. And Star Wars and Superman. Tom. Indiana Jones. Dan, 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 dan. My problem with Star Wars and Superman, uh-huh. they sound so sim- similar. Yeah. Dan, 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 dan. It's, dan, dan, it's dan, Darth dan, Vader. And... Darth Vader. He's here to save the day. Yeah. Well, th- he's the bad guy. You were wrong, Tom. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, that first Superman and that first Star Wars came out like a year apart. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh man, oh, I forgot shit. to write. The... Forgot the other movie. Ah, I knew oh, I was, this move. Uh... This note here and this note here. Uh, they'll never know." If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgt.com. You can check out our social media there. You can find the links to our Discord, our subreddit. You can talk after the plugs, Tim. <laughs> You can also follow I got us. Something to, I got things to say, Tom. You can follow me on social media at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. And uh, uh, check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Complete Guide, where it's the most comfortable time of the off year. a bunch of songs I've never heard. And uh, wait for Tim, who you uh, can wait till after the plugs. Patreon.com slash complete guide. Books the podcast. Uh we're we're reading the Forrest Gump sequel Gump and Co. right now. Uh you can you can listen to that. You can listen to all the back ones. You can get episodes early, episodes ad free, anything you like. Patreon.com slash complete guide. Books of the podcast, Tom. Mm-hmm. 
Is it a looser version of this show? Oh, absolutely, because we recorded after this show. Yeah. Do we have a, an extra beer while we're doing yeah. it? Yeah. Is it just as long and often longer than this show? <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's about books, so it seems uh, it's elevated. You know, if you if you're you know uh, you got maybe a significant other who's like, "Oh, are you listening to those two idiots again?" You can go, "Yeah, they're talking about literature, yeah. actually." And so then back off. Yeah, and then get out of that relationship. Yeah, get out unhealthy. of unhealthy. Yeah, dump them. And then we'll activate you. Happy <laughs> have you do our bidding to get us back to our home universe. Uh, any any f- closing thoughts on Christmas songs? Um, yeah. One of these years, Tim, we're going to put out a Christmas episodes. It's just an hour of us singing Christmas songs. Acapella. I, I would love to do that. Tom. Yeah, my voice isn't, it, it isn't there this year. Not this year. You've been uh, <laughs> hacking into the microphone for the <laughs> yeah. last hour, everybody. You know what, may, we'll have to record that uh, episode in March or something, so it's ready. <laughs> yeah, for, like the Gre- we should yeah. learn from the Gregory brothers. It'll be ready next year. Do you know this song... Uh, I don't know what it's called. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaras. And we are the hosts of the new podcast, Go Touch Grass, premiering on HeadGum December 13th. The phrase, Go Touch Grass, is what you say to someone who's so online, they need to shut down their computer or phone and go outside. And on our podcast, we break down the week in online discourse, viral memes, and niche influencer drama, so you can do just that. Do you want to know why Gen Alpha is obsessed with fighting toilets? Or why people on Twitter say that Cheesecake Factory is not an acceptable place to go on a first date, which I disagree with. No, no, no. Take me to Cheesecake Factory anytime you want, baby. Okay, but here's a question. You're at Cheesecake Factory. You're on a date. Would you eat 48 oysters? If you want to know the answer, subscribe to our podcast that comes out on December 13th on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Wednesday. 